You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, there is more drama today in the Pride and the police saga. Last night, in a special meeting called by members, I'd say radical members, the organization reversed a decision by the board of directors to allow the police back into the gay pride parade. You'll recall that police in uniform were banned after Black Lives Matter stopped the parade, and that was a two-year ban. Uh, The move to welcome the cops back in came after lots of negotiation, And frankly, it was also a question of cash. The Pride organization needs money from the government to continue money that could well be cut off because of this. Now, as you heard in Bob's news, the mayor, ever the peacemaker, says he thinks this is not final and he wants to bring all the parties together yet again. He did get annoyed, though, when a Toronto Star reporter asked how he could be helpful given that he is a straight white guy. Take a listen. The whole notion you'd raise whether I'm straight or whether I'm gay or whether I'm white or some other color of skin is not the way we do business in Toronto either. No, excuse me. I get a chance to answer the questions you ask them. And I will just say to you that I'm not actually, you noticed I didn't stand up here and sort of say what the solution to this was. What I stood up and said is that good faith on all sides is going to get this resolved and that I intend to continue to use my office as the mayor of Toronto, uh, regardless of my sexual orientation or my skin color, to move this forward. Okay, well, good faith on all sides. Uh, It sounds like it's still open. That's what the police alluded to. But uh, the text of what they came out with yesterday makes me think that it is not open at all. Uh, I want to hear from you. Uh, Should governments still be supporting Pride in light of this? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, let's... Let's go to Mike McCormick with the Toronto Police Association. Hi, Mike. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm just peachy. What's going on? <laughs> what you tell me? What's your reaction to this? <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, well, let's wait till tomorrow and see what happens then. Because, like every day, it, it, it's a change. One day we're in, the next day we're out. Um, you know, in October we received a, a notification, and there was a press release put out. I think it was October 16th. Saying that you know um, we're we've had a dialogue, we've had uh, some discussions, and Toronto Police will be their application will be accepted to go back into the parade, uh, you know, and then here we are a couple months later, and by you know uh, the narrowest of margins of a vote, one sixty three to one sixty one, and I'd say from what I'm hearing, as a controversial meeting. Uh, that hardly shows a vast majority of people at that meeting wanting uh, police officers out of the parade or out of the parade. So, like, I'm kind of sick and tired of talking about this. And it's, like I said, you're in, you're out. Like, it is really becoming uh, ridiculous, um, you know, and, and it's a waste of time as far as I'm concerned. Our members, and, and again, uh, I'm speaking uh, on behalf of our members uh, who are members of the police service, members of the LGBT2S uh, uh, community. 
Um, and they're disappointed. They're really disappointed. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of the members in the broader community are disappointed. I don't want to get into the weeds with the sure. politics of this, but <clears throat> this is the way I uh, my interpretation of how it went down. Uh, and this happens in a lot of kind of volunteer charitable boards when there are fights. So uh, the board made the decision to bring the police back in. And uh, you can call a special meeting if you're a member, if you have a certain number of votes to call a, quote, special meeting on whatever the subject is. They did that and they got the people to vote it down. And I believe there's something in what they passed saying, you know, this ban on the police stands unless we all get together and have another meeting, not a, a, a decision by the board of directors. So right. I don't know. The one thing I, I disagree with the mayor on where he said pride is caught in the middle. No, I think pride no. is caught in this political struggle between uh, factions in its own uh, group, which happens to a lot of groups. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so um, but <laughs> I, I, you, when you say your members are disappointed, can you just uh, tell me more? Like, do they want to wash their hands of the whole thing? Do they say that the city should pull funding? I mean, um, just to give you uh, some context, there was a big vote last time about whether the city should continue funding the parade to the tune of $260,000, and it won by twenty seven seventeen. Uh, so, uh, uh, no, I mean, it, they, they, it was voted down, um, pulling the funding. I don't know. We're going to try and get a fix later on what the, 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 that would look like now, but what, what do cops think? Well, again, so, you know, uh, the, the disappointment, as I said, you know, because, you know, we think that and our, our officers and, and, as, and, and civilians think that there was a real missed opportunity here for, you know, the involvement of the seeing the uniform officers. Like, you know, Libby, when I started doing this job 30 years ago, the relationship between um, the LGBTQ2S uh, 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 community and and what it was 30 years ago compared to where it is today is worlds apart. And so they're out there doing a great job each and every day. And they're saying to me, look, you know, this is about a parade and being part of a parade. We're sort of tired of this narrative and this dialogue, but we're going to continue to go out and do the really important work is build the relationships within the community. It's not going to deter us with our relationship with the community. We have a healthy relationship with the community. Does it need work? Yes, it, need work. it needs work. Does it need to evolve? It always needs to evolve. But those are all really positive things. So our members are saying, like, we're tired of hearing about this. We're tired of, of, of and as you said, this, yes, it is a political uh, situation within pride. But, you know, what are the casualties? The casualties are our uniformed police officers and civilians who want to go out there, break down barriers, um, break down stigma, break down uh, stereotypes, and say, look, you're, it's good to be a police officer. You can be proud of being a police officer. You can be proud of working for police service. And you can be proud of being part of the community as well. And, and again, they think that, that it's a missed opportunity. But quite frankly, we've been talking about this for two years, and like I said, like they're going, like it, it's just uh, it's surreal. At some point, like I said, you're in, you're out, uh, and you, you you don't know. So 
we're going to keep doing the, the job that we need to do. We've got some really important issues around staffing and violence in the city, working with our communities, and this type of um, political rhetoric is not going to deter our members from doing it. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, what do you think? Should the city pull funding in light of this? Well, what I think is that if it is a um, inclusive public event that you're asking for public dollars, then, yeah, I think the city should really have a, a, a look at that and look at the merits of having a public inclusive event. But if you're going to be exclusive and you want to be able to say, okay, we don't want people in that uh, that event, then I think that you should not come to the city or look for public funding for it. You want to be exclusive, you want to hold your own event, then do that. But to, to ask for public dollars and then go through this kind of debacle, I, don't, I wouldn't support that. Okay, so you're saying city should pull the funding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, do you think, I mean, uh, the statement from police headquarters today and from the mayor is, is still very conciliatory. Do you think sure. they're being too soft on this? Well, I, I think uh, I would never want to shut down a dialogue. And, and I think that's always important to keep communication open and to to do that. So, you know, I, do I think they're being uh, too soft on it? No. But, they, you know, what I'm what I'm looking at, I'm, two years we've been hearing this. Oh, well, yeah. And last year, Libby, you recall, like I was on your show, we were talking about this because last year when we didn't, the first year, um, uh, we didn't go in the next year, um, they were saying, oh, well, we have this ongoing dialogue with Pride and it's going to be resolved. And Pride came and we weren't allowed in the parade and it went. So we've got two years of dialogue. I'm just wondering what is it exactly that they think they're going to fix in this next year. So I'm not optimistic that we're, well, I'm not seeing any results of that dialogue in a positive way after yesterday's vote, put it that way. So I'm not optimistic, but I think it is important to keep a dialogue going. Okay. I mean, it it does seem, <clears throat> I mean, when I say, are they being too soft, there's, you know, always the carrot or stick approach rather, right. rather than saying, oh, yes, we understand. Let's keep talking. If they said, okay, you know, if you want to do this, uh, you're not getting money. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, would that be a better approach? Well, I, I think that's one of the approaches that you should look at. And again, I think that I have no problem with people wanting to, to do their own thing and, 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 uh, to, you know, uh, check their own guest list or whatever you want to look at. But again, the, I think that where it separates is when you're af- asking for public funding. So do I think that uh, that should be looked at 100%? That should be looked at. But I don't think that the narrative or the dialogue should stop. But again, if if we're been in negotiating in negotiations for two years, so two years of building a relationship, two years of getting, um, straining things out or, you know, building on that. We get a letter in October and then two months later, uh, there's a vote and saying, okay, you're out again. Um, I'm not optimistic that we're going to get any resolve here through that. But like I say, and at the end of the day, if we're not uh, welcome in the parade, then let's move on and stop going for public funding. Let's just stop this this nonsense that we're, we're going to get there and let's just move on. Uh, okay, but uh, to some of the the issues, uh, you know, one of the more recent issues of contention between the community and the police was they're saying that, that complaints about um, uh, the murders of gay men, right. the serial killer, were not taken seriously, and, and they see this as a matter of uh, discrimination, uh, you know, um, with MacArthur. 
have you made any progress resolving those feelings? I know that police deny it. They say it was just a matter of policing, blah, blah, but... Yeah. Uh, well, I, again, I, I think that those concerns were, I don't think, I know those concerns were heard by the service. I know that the police service board has engaged in a process to examine uh, that investigation and to look at all the evidence around it to see what the issues are around that investigation are and to, to look at the facts around that. So I think that the concerns were heard uh, and we're looking at that. So we were, or we are responding to those concerns around that investigation. And, and, and I think that, that rightfully so, that the, the public deserves and the community deserves an explanation and, and an understanding of what went on in that investigation. But we're endeavoring, endeavoring to do that, and we have started that moving in that direction. So to me, you know, uh, working in the downtown communities and stuff like that, this is, we, we're always trying to improve the relationship. And there's going to be parts in the relationship where you have to do more work or, or you figure things out. And that's natural in any evolving relationship with, between police and the communities. But to say that that is predicated on us not being allowed back in to the parade, I, I don't think that really holds any water. I think that the relationship is, and this is what I'm saying, our members are saying, look, this is about being part of a parade. This is not part of what we do in the community each and every day. And we're going to continue to do that work. We're not going to let a group uh, within Pride that is, is, is sort of demonizing the uniform, because that's what the, our officers and civilians feel, um, we're not going to let that deter the great work that we're going to continue to do with the community and build on those relationships. Is it going to be uh, ups and downs and ebbs and flows? Of course there is. But uh, just, you know what? we're not going to let that deter us. Uh, just as a, a, a note um, in terms of that work, so one of the things that kind of smoothed this out was the federal government uh, put up $450,000 to explore some of those issues uh, in the midst of the last version of the gay pride crisis. So there's money involved there, even though it's not directly going to the parade. Right. Um, yeah, but go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Mike. No, like, like what I'm saying is that. So here's the thing: is that you know, you, you know, when you did the introduction into the story, like several years ago, uh, BLM stopped the parade and demanded that police officers not be allowed to participate in the parade. So we're responding. This is not a genesis of saying, okay, well, we need to improve the relationship. This was a group that basically hijacked the parade and said, okay, we're not going to have cops allowed in the parade. Let's call it what it is. We don't want to have it. Pride, we were on the record, capitulated to that demand. And that's where we've been. So the relationship has always been an ongoing relationship where we're trying to deal with issues within the community and with policing. We've had a lot of great work on both sides, the police and the community, to build and foster that great relationship. But now what I see is that this umbrella of police not being allowed. So we were in the parade for a number of years, and none of these issues seem to percolate to where they are today. But now it seems to be a lot of things are just jumping on and saying, well, now there's a new hurdle. There's a new creating a new ceiling. We've got to meet a new benchmark, a new benchmark. I think that that dialogue should not be uh, in the narrative of what we are doing in, in pride and a parade. That dialogue needs to be had of how we police and how we interact with the community. And that's something that should be ongoing. But to say, okay, well, now we're going to, you know, oh, if we give you 450 grand for this, you know, will you let the police back in the parade or whatever? I think that that should be, you know, a separate issue. Okay. Uh, Mike McCormick, uh, I know you have to go. Thanks so much for joining us. 
Thanks for having me. Okay. Uh, we've got to take a break now. When we come back, we'll be joined by John Burnside, who is, of course, a former cop and a former city councillor. So uh, he's got uh, an inside track on how to read all of this. Also, the, the lines are stacked up, and I will get to your calls, I promise. Uh, we'll get to that after the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about the latest chapter of the Pride and Police saga and callers. Hang on. I'm going to get to those calls, I promise. First, I want to bring in John Burnside, former city councillor, former police officer. Hi, John. Hey, Libby. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, So what is your take on this? You know, I'm not really as perturbed as everyone else. I mean, first of all, I think we need to make the distinction. The police are still, as, as far as I understand, allowed to be in the parade, just not in uniform. And But every time we, we hear people talking about it, it's that they're not allowed in the parade. So, I, I, you know, and I think that distinction needs to be made. Uh, when I was the councillor, I did have uh, concerns, and for two main reasons. One is that I felt the, the process had been hijacked last minute by a small group of people, and I had a lot of uh, gay Torontonians reaching out to me, asking me to, you know, uh, stop the funding. That's not the case this time. This was not a, yet. Well, but it was a very open process, is what I'm saying. People came and voted, and I guess my point is, either way, it's going to be a contentious issue. But if there are only 211 or whatever that number is, people that could come down or came down to to have it was to more vote. like 300, 320 or something. Irrespective, in yeah. terms of the the size of the community, yeah. um, I just I just really can't get wor- worked up over it. I think the most important thing for the police and for the city is to build bridges with communities. And if the, if the police, and in this case the city, have to uh, give a little bit more, I don't think it's uh, the end of the world. I think the most important thing is, is building those, those bridges. And, you know, there have been some, uh, some uh, stressors over the years. Okay. Um, I would like your read on the politics of it. Now, th- I'm sure there will be more to come. As I explained, this was a special meeting. It's a tactic. Uh, and it happens uh, when there are fights uh, with a board or on a board. It happens in charitable organizations, nonprofits. It, it happens uh, in the for-profit world. And it's, it's kind of a forcing tactic. And even within this, I mean, uh, the, the, one of the authors of this said uh, she thinks that the executive director and the board should step down. Uh, the executive director said, no, she doesn't see this as a vote of no confidence. So that is that mess is going to continue. But um, John, what I'd like from you. So last time, uh, City Council voted to continue giving Pride 260K with a vote of 27 to 17. Now, from what you know of the current makeup of Council, how do you think a vote like that would go? Yeah, it's, it's, well, I think the mayor is going to lead, lead the process one way or the other. I know there were councillors last time who are still around on Council who clearly said that if, it, if that mess wasn't addressed, they wanted to give... The pride time to figure out their own their own problems, as it were, and if they didn't figure it out by the next you know the next year, then they were going to change their vote. 
Uh, I still think the funding will go through. I don't think that there's enough there are enough counselors. Last time, the sort of the coalition against or in favor of pulling the funding was led by Councillor Campbell, who's no longer on council. I just don't see that there being any one individual who will carry the mantle this time, and I think they'll just let it go through. Okay, that's an interesting prediction. Hang on. Uh, we are shortly going to bring in psychotherapist Curtis Trowbridge. But first, I want to take a couple of calls from people waiting patiently. We've got Stephen in Parkdale. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Libby. Okay, first of all, uh, in all his years of being uh, the mayor, let me say this. This was the most intelligent thing I ever heard of my reply that, uh, you know, it shouldn't matter what. <laughs> what his uh, orientation is, we can have him move forward and help both sides come to a resolution. That's the key thing. Uh, I've never gone to the uh, parade, so I'm not not really understanding what, what was this whole matter that, as the uh, counselor just said, uh, uh, as far as I know, police can march in the parade. Um, Parade brings in all kinds of money to Toronto, apparently. Why it even needs public funding, I'm not clear about, or wants it even. Uh, oh, well, it does because uh, because they don't, at this point, have enough private sponsorship to put the whole event on. Uh, so, Stephen, you think uh, just chill everybody, right? Yeah, like to, to me, uh, you know, uh, the, the girl... <laughs> When I made my opening remark to her, was I, I actually I my my opening remark she thought it was uh, humorous and but not appropriate was I thought uh, they were supposed to have a policeman, a fireman, Indian, and whatever. Okay. Uh, th- okay. So uh, <laughs> thanks, Stephen. Let's go to Eileen in Thornhill. Hi, Eileen. Hi. I just, I'm listening to this, and my question is, why don't we call it what it actually is? Apparently, this is prejudice against the police in their uniform. We see people in that parade not exactly in costume that we would consider appropriate, or now it's gotten to we don't care. But it does matter to me when I hear somebody criticize what everybody should be proud of, and that's our officers in uniform. Okay, Eileen, I hear you. Thanks yeah, for that. Yeah, okay. Okay, bye-bye, Eileen. Bye-bye. Okay, we will get to more of your calls. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now I'd like to bring in Curtis Trowbridge. He's a psychotherapist. He works in the gay community. He is gay. Hi, Curtis. Are you there? Curtis, are you there? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, can hear you now. Uh, <laughs> so what is your, what's your, your reaction to all this? Um, you know, when I heard about it this morning, about the vote yesterday, I was, I was pretty excited because um, I have a long history of working with the uh, gay and queer community. And a lot of the people I work with are people who are people of color or people who have traditionally felt very marginalized by the police. So when I heard that they actually were able to have a say, I thought that it it was just very transparent, and I really supported it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think if if this turns out to be uh, you know a deal breaker in terms of funding to let the organization continue doing its thing? Are are you still do you do you think you know I've heard people say well. Um, you know, uh, we can have our own little party, you know, with everybody throwing in 10 bucks. Who cares? So what's your take on that? Uh, should there be compromise on this in order to guarantee funding? Or how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that it would be unfortunate if the decision was made to pull funding because it is a big event for the city. It brings a lot of attention. I think that it really it positions Toronto as a very safe place for for members of the of the LGBTQ community, um, but if they were to pull funding, then yeah, maybe we need to really look at what are the roots of of pride and remember that this started as a political march uh, against the oppression, often at the at the hands of police. Uh, so that may be something that we need to revisit. But if it's not a big fun party, that recognizing that this can be political again. Okay, so basically you're saying that you should not compromise on the police issue for money. I don't think so, no. No, because we're talking about people's safety, and and people are saying that um, when they see police in uniform, uh, that it's very triggering because they've had really negative experiences feeling oppressed by police. So it's less that they don't want police there, it's what the uniform represents in terms of their safety. John, do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't buy that argument, or at least at the very least, I'm skeptical. There are police in uniform all along the parade route. So how does an officer in the parade in uniform trigger something when uh, an officer standing in intersections or along the route in uniform don't? So I don't buy that uh, at all. Although, my, to my earlier point, the most important thing is to bring the community and the police closer together. And if the police have to bend a little bit, look, there are, if there's a baseball tournament and a certain division puts a team together, they all put on their Toronto Police uh, hats and their Toronto Police t-shirts. It's the person under the clothing that matters. And so if, it's, if, if, if Pride at this point wants them to wear ball caps and t-shirts, you know, I don't really have a huge problem with that, but to say to say there are these triggers when they're in a, on a float, but not when you're walking right by them, I'm skeptical of that. That's that's an interesting thought. Let's hear from Mary in Burlington. Hi, Mary. Hi. Good day. How are you? Fine. Good. Maybe since when did LGBTQ become a law unto itself? Okay. Now, should any member of that? Uh, community get mugged or whatever do they expect any member of the police force to be there for them i mean i agree this the city should pull the funding this organization is not a law unto itself how dare they insult our law enforcement authority and officers okay mary thanks for that let's hear from walter in hamilton hi walter Hi, how are you doing? Thank Sorry. you very much for taking my call. Uh, uh, yes, hope go you ahead. Got me clear. Yep, go ahead. Okay. Uh, my issue with all this is very simple. What happened to love, care, compassion, and forgiveness? It's long overdue time that all the sides 
gets together, examine all our consciences, and apologize for all our shortcomings, whatever they may be we did to another group, and at the same time to learn to forgive and also to forgive others as well, as well as accepting apologies. And this way we could rebuild and add to where we are now and grow. Now, the GLBT community is a community that's proud to be inclusive. If it is, then let's be inclusive, meaning that let's allow uh, officers in uniforms, they want to be in the parade, to attend because they're human beings too and they have rights like everybody else. And I'd like to see everybody welcomed into the parade and settle our indifferences aside and say we're humans, we're entitled to make mistakes, we're some matter of apologizing and sitting together, discussing to advance and leave this shenanigan that's been going on for over two years. I'm tired of it. And uh, I'd like to see this resolved with love, care, and compassion. Now, what happened with love, care, and compassion? There's not enough of that today. Okay, Walter, that's a lovely thought. Thank you for that. Very nice thought. Walter in Hamilton and uh, Curtis Strobridge, uh, you've been hearing people's reaction? Yes, I have. And? I'm not surprised. It's it's a lot of the reaction that I've often heard. Um, So when I hear it again, I... Yeah, like I said, I'm not surprised um, to comment to to what John said about that he doesn't understand why it's a trigger when they're on a float and not when they're at the intersection. I, I don't think that's really what the community's saying. They are triggered by them at the intersection as well, um, but they don't get to have a vote on that. But that's part of city policy, that when you have a big event like that, you need a certain amount of law enforcement. So I I don't think that that's really what the issue was. Okay, the other question I have for you, Curtis, and I don't know how up you are on uh, politics of this organization. Uh, so there seems to be this feud between the group that, uh, you know, that won the vote in this special meeting. And they're saying that the executive director should resign. She's saying she doesn't see it as a vote of no confidence. So, I mean, it looks like this organization is really in the midst of, of uh, you know, political problem. Uh, how do you think that will be resolved? Yeah, I'm, I'm not as in tune into the inner workings, but I know that there's been a lot of change in the in the um, organization over the few years, uh, like when Mathieu uh, stepped down and they've brought in a new executive director. So I know that they are trying to make changes, um, but I do appreciate that they're consulting with the community a lot more uh, than they have been in, in the past. Okay, and John Burnside, what would you like to leave us with on this? Sorry, I lost you there. Pardon me. What, did you what would you like to leave us with on this? Well, I, I, just sort of what I said from the beginning. As long as the police are still invited, uh, I think that we that the government's incumbent on them and City Hall to keep the dialogue going, because that's far more important than whether police are in a parade with uniform, with their uniforms on, or uh, in t-shirts and hats. And I wouldn't like to see the whole parade put in jeopardy because of 300 votes. Okay. John Burnside and Curtis Trowbridge, thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 